You can make it through the storm You can make it through the rain We would you love can the make Lord it We thank God for you listening here today And no matter what happens on this show You need to go back and get the show before this Because um, I was really very sad And you know going through the range of emotions As most people have Number one because of COVID-19 being quarantined for two months forced everybody in the world to consider their lives. And I really, you know, and then when this young man was murdered, okay, uh, it forced every, right as the restrictions for quarantining and the social distancing was being lifted with caution, okay, we had this egregious event that took place in Minnesota, okay, and I think, and I shared this with, with one of my sons in the gospel, that really what happened was over that two-month period, and most of those people, 40-plus million people filed for unemployment during that particular period of time. They didn't have a job to go to. They had lost their income flows. They were forced to stay inside with their families, and they had a chance to consider their lives and also look at the world system and see what was the benefit of the world system? And the, the world system, ever since Adam sinned, okay, and the judgment of man came on Adam in Acts, I mean, in Genesis chapter 3, the devil became the god of this world, and he came to kill, steal, and destroy. Men, Innocent men have been dying forever, and I'm not trying to take the onus off of what took place with Mr. George Floyd. Listen, tremendous tragedy. But I'm giving a biblical perspective on this, okay? And two days ago, as I said in last week's show, and I'm going to be brief about going back and doing a lot of that because I want you to go back and get it. You can go to anchorfm.com, or you can listen this Sunday night. You can listen this Sunday night. You can listen this Sunday night uh, on KTYM. Uh, .net radio, KTYM, gospel radio, gospel.net, and you can hear it at 7.30. These shows are aired there, but we also are anchor.fm slash Voice of Divinion. We're on that podcast, which puts us on Spotify, Apple, Pandora, uh, all the other channels. You just have to look for them. But we're, you can put that in there, and, can, and you can pull these up and all the shows prior to So go back and listen to them. But we were talking about there's been just ignorant statement after ignorant statement made where, you know, non-African-Americans and non-people of color, that's the, the term that they use, are not able to see that there still exists a problem after, after the Emancipation Pro- Proclamation, before the Emancipation Proclamation, since we came over on slave ships here. They don't understand that it was it was just not the will of the men who had dominion over the land to share us and to give us equity and justice for all. It was never in the plan. But God is changing that through Corvid right now because Corvid has leveled the playing field for everybody. Everybody was made to stay at home, consider your life. If you're Christian, you should have been considering your life through the word. You had more time to pray and to be in the word than ever. 
But through this whole George Floyd thing, the men of God and the women of God did not come forth with the word. They did not comfort the people. They did not bring the word of righteousness. They did not. And as a black man who was nearly shot in Sentinella Park over here in Inglewood, I was uh, in my car and um, it was a nice hot sunny day. And I had, I don't know if I had played basketball. They used to play basketball down in Sentinella Park. I mean, real grown men games. I mean, you know, people banging and and cussing and, you know, it's, it's grown men playing, you know, and knocking people out of bounds and swiping balls and, you know, arguing over, you know, they start arguing when they, when, when they start getting tired near the end of the game, but real, and I had got in my car and I was thinking, man, what a game. And I pulled up, a, I let my windows down. My car was, I pulled my car up under some shade, went to sleep. And I don't know how long I was asleep before I woke up. And here's what I heard. If you move, I'm going to blow your effing brains out. Now, the police were standing behind me, as they often do when they approach a car. They're not quick to stick their face up in the window because they don't know if you have a gun under your clothes or whatever. But I had a little airline blanket over my upper torso, and I was kind of, my one leg was on the seat toward the other window, and the other leg was down on the other side because I'm a tall man. I'm 6'5". And I had the cover, and I had a little pillow right there where the door lock on this side was. And this is what I heard when I woke up. He said, if you move, I'm going to blow your effing brains out. So the Spirit of God said to me, see, this is when you need the Spirit of God to comfort you. He said, Chris, don't move. He said, take your fingers because he was saying, let me see your hands. Let me see your hands. Well, how would I do that unless I moved the blanket? And the Lord said, take your fingers and kind of creep. the." I told him, I said, don't shoot. I'm going to move the blanket down because I want you to see my fingers. My, my hands were crossed on my chest. So I just took my fingertips and fingernails and moved the blanket down where he could see my hands. When I looked on the other side, there was a loaded pump shotgun just waiting for me to do the wrong thing. Now, if I had not been saved, if I did not have the comfort of the Holy Spirit, if I did not know how to hear from God, I would have been a George Floyd. And I ain't going to tell you how many times I've been pulled over and profiled. I was profiled recently here on Vermont Avenue, which is a major thoroughfare in, in, in here. And they gave me a ticket. And I asked the man, and it was about eight or nine sheriff and uh, Los Angeles police up and down, they just pulling people over. And I asked him, I said, well, why'd you pull me over? He said, well, uh, you were speeding. I said, I was not speeding, sir. I was not. I just did a turnaround. They have these turnarounds where you can turn if you go in one direction on Vermont. Where you can turn. And so you was less than one block from the turnaround. How would you clock me at 55 miles an hour? Well, he disputed it. He gave me a ticket. I said, well, what, what are y'all doing down here? In these neighborhoods, in these underserved uh, colored people's neighborhoods, and I say colored people's, that's an old term, people of color, neighborhoods. And he said to me, somebody got hit out in San Pedro. 
San Pedro is 30, you know, Vermont runs all the way up through the hills and it runs all the way down to San, to the San Pedro down there where the, um, where the ships come in, 30 miles away. So somebody got hit way down there and I said to him, why aren't you down there giving people tickets? Well, we just, we have a mandate to just, you know, to come down here. I have to write a certain amount of tickets. And I thought, profiling, racism. Come on, man. You, if somebody got hit 30 miles from where you was at, so you decided, and somebody made a decision to come way down 30 to 35 miles difference, because this street runs a long direction, okay, to give tickets. And I told him, I said, well, I'm, 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 I'm going to go to court. He said, well, you can go to court, but you need to sign a ticket right here. Or we have to arrest you. So I thought, hmm, sign the ticket or get arrested. And then when I looked on the other side, he had, there was a little Asian police officer. Was, he was a Mexican man. The little Asian man was on the other side. And I thought, the Holy Spirit said, go and sign the ticket, Chris, and you can go to court and get it off. And if they don't show up or whatever, it won't be on your record or you can go to school. Now, what's my point? This stuff ain't gone away. It never has. And if you listen to me and you offended, shame on you. You do not have the heart of Jesus Christ. Jesus ministered to the Samaritan woman. And why was that important? Samaritans were considered half-breed Jews. They were not respected as Jews. It was a racial issue. That woman at the at the well that came to me, well, that Samaritan woman at the well, it was a racial issue. She said, why, why are you here getting water out of our well? In other words, same thing I said to the police officer. Why are you way down here at Century in Vermont giving people tickets? She said the same thing to him in those circumstances. But we want to reflect to the word. I have my beautiful wife here. Say hello to him, baby. Hello. I love her voice on the radio. I do, man. She is a. She is has a voice for radio, but we're going to break into the word. Read. Uh, is it Psalm 41? Psalms 41. Just read through it. We got plenty of time. We're going to get through it today. Okay. Uh, Psalm 41, verse one. To the chief musician, a Psalm of David. Blessed is he that considereth the poor. The Lord will deliver him in a time of trouble. Stop right there. Did George Floyd call on the name of Jesus or did he call on the name of his mother? Was he ever in a church that taught him how to live by faith? Whose responsibility was that? That's the men and women of God. Go ahead. Verse two. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive, and he shall be blessed upon the earth, and thou will not deliver him into the will of his enemies. I don't care how racist that cop was. If any of the people that was taking all them videos had a call on the Lord and asked to save his life, and begin to speak this scripture or any scripture, it didn't even have to be scripture. You just could have called on the name of Jesus and asked for the man's salvation. They didn't do it. Go ahead. The Lord will strengthen him upon the bed of language. Thou will make all his bed in his sickness. I said, Lord, be merciful unto me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against thee. That's what they need to be. We need to be praying for the sinners. We need to be evangelizing. That's what the Lord told me. He said the church... And the leadership is the fault. Because sinners going to do what sinners do. 
They fill with iniquity and hatred because they do not have the the blood of Jesus has never washed away their sins and their consciousness is going to stay the same because it's generational and it's been that way from the beginning of time. Go ahead. My enemies speak evil of me. When shall he die and his name perish? Verse six. And if he come to see me, he speaketh vanity. His heart gathers iniquity to itself. When he goeth abroad, he telleth it. All that hate me whisper together against me. Against me do they deceive my hurt. Verse 8, an evil disease, say they, cleaveth fast unto him. And now that he lieth, he shall rise up no more. Now watch this, an evil disease. What's the disease? Iniquity. Inbred iniquity from generation to generation. And you got all these people on TV now talking about they understand. And we, I can't, I can't say I know how you feel. I know darn well you don't know how I feel. You, there's no way for you to know. If you're not African-American, you have not been profiled and had your life threatened. If you never went into a bank and applied for some and they told they turned you down just because you was African-American, you wouldn't know how I feel. If you ever been in a court system where you were a defendant in something, you don't know how I feel. And see, 12 right, white jurors come out, not a jury of your peers, but 12 white jurors come out. Come on. You know how I feel. Go ahead. Tell my verse. Verse 9. Yea, my own familiar friends in whom I trusted, which did eat of my bread, hath lifted up his heel against me. But thou, O Lord, be merciful unto me and raise me up that I may requit them. Go ahead. By this I know that <laughs> thou favorest me because my enemies doth not triumph over me. Okay, stop right there. This favor belonged to George. It belonged to me because I'm still alive. I done fell down some steps. I've been shot at point blank range on a mission trip. And God saved me. I've been hit by a car doing 30 miles an hour crossing the street. Okay. I know God can save, but you have to have faith. And the men and women of God got to live by faith and then teach the people to live by faith and to speak the word when they are surrounded by enemies, which is death. Go ahead. Where verse you at? Verse 12. And as for me, thou upholdest me in mine integrity and setteth me before thy face forever. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting and everlasting. Amen and amen. Psalms 42, 1. Psalms 42.1. To the chief musician, Michel. Michel? Michel? Just go to verse 2. Okay, verse 2. Well, no, go ahead. Because this is this. Okay. Verse 1. To the chief musician, Michel, for the sons of Korah, as the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. Now, see, that's the problem. Christians should be panting after, so panteth my soul after thee. That's kingdom participation there. That's not church attendance, church affiliation, you see. Verse 2 says, my soul thirsted for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? Nobody's thinking, nobody's preaching the gospel. It's causing people to think about when they die. I think about it every day. Somebody says, well, that's terrible. That's negative. No, it's not. I think about the day that I'm going to have to appear before God. And that's what causes me to preach the glory, to stand up. And the Lord told me, he said, Chris, I'm going to give you a platform. I have a billion souls given to my ministry. A billion. 
And I'm called right now to raise up a thousand millennial preachers who will die for the gospel. Acts chapter 4 says that the apostles hazarded their, hazarded their lives for the gospel. And when you look and read Paul's life, how many times he was beat up and left for dead and shipwrecked, could have drowned, all for the gospel's sake. He was on his way to Rome to preach to the highest people in Rome. God said, you must appear before the king. So God kept him alive. And your purpose and your kingdom purpose and the exercise of your gifts and talents and abilities, and I know firsthand I just gave you just part of my testimony. God will keep you alive. Go ahead. Where verse you at? Verse 2. My soul thirsts for the Lord, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my meat day and night while they continually say unto me, Where is thy God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in thee, for I have... Excuse me, for I have had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise with a multitude that kept holy day. Okay, now, I'm going to spin this a little bit. This is, this is talking about going with people to the house of God. But guess this, I had gone with the multitude. I had gone. I had followed other people. I had followed social media. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise with a multitude that kept the holy day. Go ahead. Verse 5. Why art thou cast down, O my soul, and why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. O my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore will I remember thee from the land of Jordan and of the Hermonites from the hill Mazar. Deep call unto deep at the noise of thy water spots. All thy waves and thy billows are gone over me. Yet the Lord will command his loving kindness, loving kindness in the daytime and in the night. His song shall be with me, and my prayer unto the, excuse me, my prayer unto the God of my life. I will say unto God, my rock. Why hast thou forgotten me? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of thy enemy? The devil, the world system. Go ahead. As with the sword in my bones, my enemies reproach me, while they say daily unto me, Where is thy God? Why art thou cast down, O my soul, and why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall praise, for I shall yet praise him who is the health, excuse me, who is the health of my countenance and my God. God wants you to have divine health. Now we're going to go to Zechariah chapter 8, okay? Now if you read that, that is the picture of the souls of men now filled with unbelief and, you know, because if you listen to any, just, just forget the spiritual thing just for a second. Let's listen to what the doctors of the CDC and the World Health they don't know how this thing going to pan out. I know in one major city where they had these protests, they said that Corvus skyrocketed because of, uh, they want to bl blame it on the protest. They want to blame it on George. They won't blame it on that. We don't know why, but they skyrocketed. They found had more cases than any other one week period that they had. Okay. But let's, let's look at this divine health thing and let's see. This is the, this Psalms 42 
is the picture of men's souls right now. They are afraid. They are fearful. They are disquieted. They, they do not know God. And even many Christians are in this situation. People who have received Jesus Christ, their personal Lord and Savior. But Zechariah chapter 8, oh my God, has an answer for that. Go ahead, baby. Read that for me. Zechariah 8. Zechariah 8.1. 8-1, go ahead. Again, the word of the, the Lord of hosts came to me saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I was jealous for Zion with great jealousy, and I was jealous for her with great fury. You know why? George Floyd and all the other countless millions of people who were killed unnecessarily by the devil. And because of the squeezing of the church. The church is not going to go back to the way it was. Big churches, little churches, all that. Social distancing has forever changed how the gospel is going to go forth. And it's only a remnant of people who are going to hang on to God through social media, through praise and worship in their own house, through getting filled with the Holy Spirit. I got filled in the, with the Holy Spirit in my house. I didn't no preacher lead me. There was no preacher there with me to lay hand, no apostle to lay hands on me. I heard about the Holy Spirit through social media and got saved and got filled with the Spirit. I was not in a church. Hello, is anybody listening to me? So social media or media can be very productive because I got a billion souls and over a thousand preachers. I'm going to raise up to preach the gospel of the living God through social media. So stop talking about it. Okay. Get with it. You need to convert your soul so that you can be converting people to Christ. Go ahead, babe. Zechariah 8, 3. Thus saith the Lord. I am returned into Zion and will dwell in the midst of Jerusalem and Jerusalem shall be called a city of truth and the mountain of the Lord of hosts, the holy mountain. Thus said the Lord of hosts, there shall yet old men and old women dwell in the streets of Jerusalem and every man with his staff in his hand for, for very age. And the streets of the city shall be full of boys and girls playing in the streets thereof. Thus said the Lord of hosts. Stop right there. When you listen to the commentary of African-American men who have young sons, and I listen to a lot of NFL players, and I listen to a lot of uh, commentary of even other African-Americans, entertainers and what have you, they're afraid for their sons. They're afraid that coming home, they're going to get pulled over by a police officer. Something's going to happen, and their son might not be there the next day. But look what God said he's going to do. He said, the old men and the women shall dwell in the streets of Jerusalem, and every man with his staff in his hand for very age, and the streets of the city shall be full of boys and girls playing in the streets thereof. And he's in the cities. It's hard for that to happen. Keep going. Read verse 6 for me. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, if it be marvelous in the eyes of the remnant of the people in these days, should it also be marvelous in my eyes, saith the Lord of hosts? Thus saith the Lord of hosts, behold, I will save my people from the east country and from the west country, and I will bring them and they will dwell in the midst of Jerusalem, and they shall be my people and I will be their God in truth and righteousness. Stop right there. Now that's what we have been talking about in truth and righteousness, the righteousness of the Lord. If you have never received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, now is your time. Repeat this prayer after me. Say, Father, I believe in the death, 
burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ for my sins. I ask you to forgive me for all my sins. I ask you to come into my heart to lead me and to guide me in all righteousness. Show me what my purpose is. Show me what my gifts, talents, and abilities are. Give me the courage and the will to submit my life for your use in Jesus' name. Now, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time, you can email me at wardint at hotmail.com. You can call me at 424-261-3208. You can text me at 424-261-3208. You can go to Global Apostolic Ministerial Network, G-A-M-N dot L-I-F-E, and you can give us an offering. Go to that website. People are hitting that website. We have a YouTube, live YouTube broadcast every Saturday morning at 9.30 Pacific Standard Time. I'm on there bringing the word. And guess what? I have a lot more time to expand the scripture. We love you with the love of the Lord. This is Apostle Prophet Chris Ward, 424-261-3208.